Hi, I'm Jamie Flam here with Vanessa Ragland. Hi, Jamie. Great to be here. And before we get started in today's Dynasty Typecast, we just wanted to tell you about a couple things that are happening on the Dynasty Livestream Network in the next week or so. That's right. I don't quite understand the tone we're going for, but I hope this will do. Um, This Friday, November 20th at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, we have The Crap Show, which is described as a literary adventure. And we're very excited about this show. It's presented by Right Bloody and hosted by Derek C. Brown, who's a great poet. We love uh, an Angelino who is a really funny guy and has some really funny friends. And they'll be presenting work they've written based on crap they found around their houses. And Jamie, get this, that crap will be available for auction within the show. (laughs) Wow, that's really fun. Uh, Speaking of fun, uh, we're really excited on November 25th, uh, Cameron Esposito, who uh, is a phenomenal stand-up, doing all sorts of other great stuff, recently taught a class for Dynasty on Mm -hmm. stand-up. She'll be hosting a series called Home for the all the days. This will be the Thanksgiving edition. She'll be inviting some of her favorite stand-ups and performers from across the globe to put on a great show for those that are staying home, which is pretty much everyone right now for Thanksgiving. That's right. We've got um, Beth Stelling, a fan favorite, and Demi Adjuibe, and Addie Weirich, and Maggie May. So that's a absolutely stellar lineup and uh, of course homed by Cameron Esposito you can't go wrong so that's home for the all the days please uh you know you can still get your tickets it's a great way to invest in yourself this holiday season absolutely tickets are available at dynastytypewriter.com so go check out those things and at this point we're going to launch into the dynasty typecast can't wait (laughs) I think that will be fine maybe um On this, the seventh episode of the Dynasty Typecast. We'll talk about continuous rebirth, birthdays, anniversaries, and how to launch and execute a successful kickstart. Plus, several allusions to the hidden bunker we found when we moved into the theater that holds all the secrets of the universe. Welcome to the Dynasty Typecast. Back to the trough where you're born. Come back to me now. Come back to the bull with the crooked small horn. Welcome to the Dynasty Typecast. <laughs> Episode seven. Echo. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Um, oh, lucky number. It is your lucky number, isn't it? Part of it. It's part of it. It's one half of it. Um, what's the other part? Well, the other part is a one, but I'm not meaning that the number is eight. The number is 17. And I also love 11. And that's largely all tied into my birth date, which is 1117, which is the day we're recording this. So we got a special birthday episode. Oh, God, I live to hear podcasts that have birthday episodes. It's an honor to be on one. Um, yeah, this is a dream come true, I know, for you. Major. Um, well, uh, what a what a year to have a birthday. <laughs> Absolutely guess. could be said for so many. Every, for, it could be said for at least 90% of the public. Yeah, yeah. 
how are you feeling on this birthday of yours? I'm feeling grateful, truly. Mm-hmm. That's not a lie. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling optimistic that next year, like a year from now, life's going to be in a totally different place, which is great. I think the vaccine news coupled with president news gives me a a 12 month runway feels a generous one to say, like, I think we can be better next year than we are this year, but I'm super happy for uh, all that I have. That's lovely. And yeah, I think um, hopefully that's a sentiment other people can um, identify with, but as a theater, it's just so me. It's so me. Gratitude is so Vanessa. <laughs> it's like it's like I don't even know how people can relate to me because it's like, where does she get this? Counting her blessings is radical kind of gratitude with Vanessa is another podcast I'm working on. Uh, well, I can't wait to hear that. Uh, you know what? You yeah, can't wait to hear my Slack hmm. messages. I just changed it so that you won't hear that again, and I apologize for the rat-a-tat tat that my mic picked up. And I would recommend that can be a, a forever thing. Oh, okay. To turn off the sound? Y- yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Something's going to slip through the cracks. I I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. do. Got to live with that ratatata. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah, we got a special day, 11-17. I think I've told you this before, but 17... Well, it's also my dad's birthday. Yes. And you're going to uh, movies tonight at the theater, which is so sweet. Yes. I'll be at the theater to watch what we were discussing earlier. My dad's, if I were to ask you, I think most people, what's your dad's favorite movie? I think people would say The Godfather. I would guess for Frank, a National Lampoon movie. I felt like, I feel like that's like a wheelhouse I could see him loving. Yeah. I think Vacation was a staple. I, th- I think I, I pose like you can watch any movie. Um, but the, the basically, I mean, the choice was Benny and June, which is a and it was romantic a, comedy. It wasn't a debated on choice. It was the choice. It was course, the choice. Of course, your father would like to watch Benny and June. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a treat for him to see it on the big screen again. I don't know if he ever saw it on the big screen. It's, it was, I do remember it being on maybe cable once or twice. I don't think he ever owned it. But when it was presented, I asked my mom, like, dad wanted to watch Benny and June of all the movies on the big screen. And she said, yeah, it's his favorite movie. He's seen it 10, 15 times. Like that is so on every level. It's, it's odd. And And you know, what might be interesting to watch it is like realizing that your dad quotes it all the time. And he didn't notice. (laughs) It would make that made sense of everything. He (laughs) mutters. (laughs) Um, So yeah, be back at the theater, which will be nice. It's also, um, you know, friend of the podcast even though he definitely doesn't know it exists but uh hugh moore a great comedian and comedy writer yeah and he is a friend of the podcast sorry hugh you don't have to we don't have to get your consent for you yeah. to be a friend of the podcast you're our friend from the yeah. podcast and i guess the overall note if you're listening first of all thank you again uh we're still a small and mighty crew we're still really flying under the radar second of all apologies to vicky flam who um, tuned in and was disappointed with our content. <laughs> and we're going to try to do better, but honestly, we cannot promise anything. That was a funny... This last week, we got two two very um, pointed reviews 
in opposite directions. I don't know if it could, could point it be positive and negative, or is pointed always usually negative? I think it's usually negative, but okay. you, I can just imagine these pointing in opposite ways. One way points yay, the other way points nay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got a phone call from a um, longtime listener. Oh, yeah. um, First time a, a DJ, First time cheap calling. shot. And his overall note was your last episode, episode six. I think you guys are hitting your stride. The conversation flowed a lot more. It felt a lot more authentic and less uh, horrible. Um, less grading. horrible. I think he said less grading. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Vicky popped in while Jamie and I were Zooming last week. And she's like, I listened to the podcast, the most recent episode. And we both like our, our faces turned into like a small smile of like, oh, I'm glad. She's like, not impressed. Not impressed. I'm always going to be honest with you too. No, it's very slow. It uh, wasn't interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the pointed one. Uh, yeah. So we're working on um, two uh, polar opposite opinions, which I think is a reflection of the state of this country, to oh, be honest. Oh, gosh. We're so divided. We're more divided than we've ever been. Uh, but I will say, yeah, to everyone that's been listening um, week to week. Well, and I also think they're both right. <laughs> oh, I do, too. Although, I, I mean, after, you know, putting together the last episode, I texted you or I was like, I think this is the most listenable. I did find I didn't hate myself. Yeah, but, but I don't think it makes it less, you know, bad. <laughs> if, if, you, if it's Vicky's first taste at it, it's like, yeah, you got the best taste of shit. That's um really a being harsh. Our whole thing that everyone tells us, including us to each other, is stop being so hard on yourselves. Um, uh, it's gonna be a work in progress for me. That's what it is. So anyway, we're we're still. I mean, as you can see, I'm uh, loath to make the mess promotion for this uh, podcast, but it is what it is. Continues to be, and we're still in this in between phase, and we're owning it. And feeling it. So as you've come to expect from the Dynasty Typecast, uh, we do ceremonies. We do ceremonies to get us in the zones we need to be. That's right, we do. To reconnect with ourselves and to our purpose. Use matches. And yeah, to make fire. We always have this fire disposal. And what Mm. a great opportunity to make fire. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, that's what... That's what separates us from every other idiot creature. (laughs) Idiot fucking mosquitoes couldn't light a match if their life depended on it. Yeah, you want to have a ceremony monkey? Well, try to light a candle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But today we have a special ceremony because it's a birthday ceremony. Well, let's start there. It's Mm -hmm. an all... I'll take this. Oh, okay. Um, thank God this little lady couldn't drive this one. <laughs> no, not the birthday little lady. <laughs> I'll just sit in the back seat and watch TV on the in-van in TV. <laughs> so for Vanessa's birthday, for all the Scorpios out there, for all the November birthdays, this ceremony is for you. Mm. Uh, for a, a great year ahead, for a great Scorpio season, for much Preach. growth. And more evolution for yes. uh, uh, for um, the ability to connect on deeper levels than yes. you ever have in your life before. Uh, and um, to become just one step closer to your truest self. I love that. And, and if you're not a Scorpio, every ceremony and every single day is an opportunity mm. to be reborn. 
So it doesn't have to be your um, entering the world birthday. It could be your entering a new phase of consciousness birthday. So join us today as we try to set the intention to make a wish for this next year that lays before us. And it doesn't have to be your birthday to realize that a year from now it will be a year later than it is today. Well put. Thank you. So what are we lighting today? I'm going to, um, you know, not, you know what? I'm going to actually light some of the sage because this I picked from my mother's garden and I dried it. And so it's um, a sweet kind of thing to have like oh, a little sage bundle that I made myself from sage that my mom grew and my dad watered. That's uh, too magical. I mean, not too magical, but that's like, that's a real lovely that's a nice thing. thing. And it's perfect for my birthday because they grew me too. I know. Um, the metaphors are just incredible. Oh, well, maybe I'll save it, but maybe I'll just dive into it. Um, as the sage wafts, uh, we connect to all these wishes that were made previously and on the count of three, we will enter into the podcast with renewed vitality and strength. And we hope the same for all of our listeners that this can be a moment to be reborn as the power of the universe. So yesterday, so about three weeks ago, I drove my car into another car by accident. Mm, call it <laughs> on the freeway which was a a word for that (laughs) (laughs) what's your word for that you had a wreck an oopsie uh and it was um yeah it was just a rear end everyone was fine but it was uh for me just i think a culmination of well it didn't end up actually being the culmination but uh at the time a it was a wake-up call of just to be present and to um Remember the preciousness of life. Yeah. And I've had a little PTSD since then as I'm driving around. But anyway, my car's been in the shop. Um, needed a lot of repairs to that front part of it. <laughs> and including my windshield, was um, it had already been had a crack in it for the last several yeah. years. Do you remember that? Of course I remember that crack. <laughs> I mean, it grew and grew and not a person... Entered my car as a passenger that didn't quickly make note of it and suggest that I fix it as quickly as possible. <laughs> and I kept saying, yeah, 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 yeah. It was nicely on the passenger side. So it, it was in the front of your mind when you ride beside you. Like, oh, well, I know where the weak point is. <laughs> so, and it's been fine. But um, as, as they fix the rest of the car, they fix the windshield as well. And so yesterday I picked it up and... And they clean the car too. Like I haven't Ooh. washed it since the pandemic. And on top of everything else, uh, and what, part of what made the actual accident more stressful was like a week earlier, I realized I'd lost my driver's license. And so I'm in this, I'm, you know, the 101 freeway, like I'm exchanging information. I can't find my driver's license. I must look like just a nightmare person to get in a, an accident with to the person. Um, but so I picked up the, the car yesterday and it's just, you know, beaming and so clean and the I could literally see clearly out and my driver's license is sitting just in the dashboard oh, like they, they found, found it. it. I don't know where they found it because I searched that car so many times when I was looking for it. But the metaphor 
at yesterday I was, as I was driving home of like seeing clearly out of a window. Um, what you, know, you wanted was there all along. Exactly. Am I getting my identity back? And I think it was more than the car, but I think with all the stuff that we've been dealing with personally, I think as a collectively as a, a country, I, I yesterday represented the American people. Oh, I reclaiming think, their identity. I don't think the American people are there right now because like the death toll and, you know, it's not a great time. Yeah. I but maybe you're that. ahead of us and that's good. Yeah. I didn't need to make it about America. America. It can just be about <laughs> you sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so that's a positive. Major positive. Um, I don't have anything so epic to share. I haven't had any big, I guess that sage thing was a pretty, pretty big revelation for me. Um, oh, here are other anniversaries. Today is also the anniversary of the first case of COVID. Bad news. Um, I don't love that to share my birthday. <laughs> and also- Do you have any facts about that? So November 17th, 2019 was the first reported case of COVID. In, in Wuhan, yeah. Wow. And then- it's also the anniversary of the NRA. Also don't like that. Um, but it's also the anniversary, this is a good one, of at midnight, so the dawn of the day, midnight of the 16th, was when we officially met our Kickstarter goal. And that is such a good anniversary. Three years ago. Yeah, Dynasty Typewriter, for those of you who don't know, uh, was born out of um, a, a largely in part to a Kickstarter that we launched. It was a, a month long Kickstarter to raise a hundred thousand dollars, which it's a lot. It's of a money. lot of money, <laughs> and the you know the way that the community, um, especially LA comedy community, and our families, and um, you know, I all think of our we, friends and support systems and their friends by proxy, and it was just so amazing how um people really got it got the vision i mean we made a video and we tried to be very thoughtful in the communication we have with people and letting them know about the plans and the dreams and things like that but still it was remarkable that it happened and it's remarkable to look back and think as people do on birthdays and all sorts of things but it was only three years ago and oh my gosh that was three years ago it feels crazy in both directions of just like yeah, time that, so bizarre that there's been three years and now nine months of which has been with a closed theater during a pandemic is it's crazy and we just thought um you know as we evolve towards this business podcast um that we would talk about i mean the the reason ultimately or to start we it was not going to be a Kickstarter. It seemed like our initial instinct was, you know, we're we're building this thing. The idea of raising money might cheapen it in a way, or yeah, yeah, uh, it did. We didn't want it to feel like it was just a small project, or like it didn't have the kind of strength or integrity to happen on its own. So it was like to to kind of be public about raising financial support was uncomfortable. At first, it didn't seem to match the mission, but then the more we thought about it, it really matched the mission. And it also, business-wise, it was our chance to um, 
really get to connect with the community and invite them to dream the dream with us instead of like coming after it's been built, but like dream this dream with us. And um, that same core of people that helped us meet our goal is largely a major core of dynasty to this day of, of the people on the stage and in the audience. And um, it helped us galvanize our people and it made, it made it what it's supposed to be, which is this, you know, group effort to this thing that is both hopefully feels secret and like everyone's invited, you know? Totally. Yeah. It was, um, it was one of the best decisions we could have made ultimately. And, um, I would recommend it to, um, to anyone really, Real? uh, anyone, <laughs> anyone, whether you're selling a shit slop in a can or, <laughs> or just want your... a way to meet people, <laughs> but yeah, truly it, it, it was exactly that we, um, to get the support and the momentum, like it just, it, it really just from a marketing perspective, um, which I feel like even just saying that in that way, makes it a business podcast. We just makes shot it a business podcast of the business chart. <laughs> oh shit. Whoa. Hold on to your briefcases. We're going up. But for what more do you want from your audience or customers or anyone than to have them feel invested in what you're doing? Yeah. And, and I remember too, like, like going through it, like, and just remembering, like, you know, there was, a, there's of course some sort of audacity or confidence, especially in hindsight, when we were like a hundred thousand seems reasonable. It's and I think crazy. that's kind of like the attitude that has gotten us far, but some, sometimes we look back and we're like, oh shit, that was kind of nuts. But um, we were even warmed, like, you know, you're going to shoot out the gates with some momentum and then it's going to be nothing. And then the last day or two, you're going to see it. And like exactly clockwork. Yeah. Um, the first, I think two or three days we hit, I don't even remember anymore, but maybe something like 70% of our goal or so, maybe was, was no, it no, like no. Major? no, I think we hit like 20 or 30% of our goal in the first week. Yeah. We were sitting on, but it was like still like 20 or $30,000 which is seems impossible. Um, but then it was, you know, two weeks of like day. Oh my God. Each it's also day. crazy. It was only a month. I mean, I don't really, I block things out. I have a really, I have a good memory for interactions with people, but for like processes and projects, I just kind of remember how it ends. Like I, my brain doesn't store the whole thing. And so it's like, it just feels like, we had a long pre Kickstarter period that was really valuable where we were planning it and making the team that would help do the Kickstarter and all that. But then the Kickstarter itself, you're right. I, I had forgotten until you said that. Yeah, it was like a lot of money that made our eyes go. Woo. And then when it got stagnant, it feels terrifying because it's like that little bit seemed like a lot and you got to do three times that to get to your goal. Yeah. And well, there's also the stakes of it were well beyond, of course, just with Kickstarter, you know, if you don't make that full amount, then you get none of it. Yeah. Um, but there was the stakes of we needed some of that money to pay our first and last and deposit and rent and everything. Yeah. Was- and I don't even know. I think enough time has passed that we could talk about this, but we um, at that point had been negotiating a lease yep. to move into the space four months so it was like already it was supposed to be done 
Um, yeah, we pretty much yeah. had the final version of the lease that we had sent signed, but we had not received the, you know, totally the signed version from the building owners at that point. And so three days into the Kickstarter, oh we've now God. announced to the oh, world that we found this space. And, you know, all the, all the, it was just the energy was just like so much excitement and, um, and all the and momentum and, and mixed with the fear and everything else. And we get this call from our lawyer. I remember right where I was sitting. Oh my Me God. Too. We were, I'm sitting right in my apartment where yeah, I'm it right all went down. You. Oh my gosh. And Jessica was here too. And yep. we, um, our, our faces went white or my, my, Face went white first, but I had to, after this call, turn around and tell yeah. Vanessa, uh, they they will only, I think, do a one-year lease. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm reliving it right now. But, like, yeah. basically, we had, you know, a multi-year lease and um, with extensions and all that built in. But, basically, the owner's got really scared and we understand now in retrospect even more it was like they had a theater and to them i think at that point like a theater group <laughs> coming in right and we had all this starter right and i think the kickstarter when they when they kind of learned that we were doing this kickstarter it was like a red flag of like they don't even have the money to um to last, like if, if this like and is I a slow get that start. from their point of view so much more yeah. now than at the time where it felt like such a rug pulled out from under us. Um, so all of a sudden, oh. when when put with the prospect of a one year lease is pretty much crazy because when you think about all the work that goes in, um, one year is barely enough time to even try to make it work yeah. and to not have the security. So all of a sudden for about 48 hours or maybe it was even 24 hours, but like, we were like, we have to find another place. Like we have now hundreds, if not thousands of people. Uh, that so are, embarrassing and terrifying yes. and untethered, like just feeling like this is not. And, you know, I think that was like, there was an article being written about us at that same day that we were so excited about, like giving them sound bites about the project and the thing. Yes. It was like, oh no. Oh, I forgot and, all about this. So long story short, um, one of the owners of the building at the time called me or we sent him an email. And of course it was like semi-desperate, but, um, you know, very well written. Uh, but just basically saying like, we... Um, we have everything riding on this. We um, we thought that um, we had a, a lease ready to go. This um, puts us in the really tough. We thought. I mean, we we're speculating that there were other reasons. There was other people that wanted the space, and they just were trying to like, who knows? But ultimately, they were just scared. But we had a conversation. They talked to their people, and I think the next day we had renegotiated. It still wasn't the initial thing, but it gave us a little bit Much more. Better. Yeah. Um, room to grow and, and since then, then we've the confidence that quickly like we were able to quickly grow our relationship back to and beyond where we started with them in terms of their faith in us and their understanding of the vision but man that was so scary because we had you know we had our kickstarter mapped out day by day we had 
as you can tell from this podcast that we've like not told anyone about, we had been very excitedly talking to friends about like the possibility of a, of a venue for a long time, but we had not made any bold announcements. And this was like, we had a video with our faces on it. We had sent emails to everyone we knew. It felt just like the verge of, of humiliation and all those things. But I think well, I know that whole process made you and I stronger as um, friends and communicators. And I mean, I even just remember writing the copy for like, what will the reward levels be? Like all that kind of work that goes into a Kickstarter that could be very simple and straightforward, but that's just like not how we do things. But we really found out more than ever about like our shared obsession with language and framing these ideas and the world we wanted to create and we'd been writing together for years but it was like this had purpose this had a thing attached to it and a deadline and um the stakes were so high that man anything that happened in those 30 days it felt like a year that 30 days it was so long but of course we got through it and um and i think it's it's worth mentioning like once again like these moments that feel like the the ground is dropping from beneath your feet ultimately do it's so cliche but they're so important because yeah. it, it also bolstered our relationship with um the owners of the building like it mm -hmm. it was an opportunity for them to even more so hear our passion our um, resolve our confidence our resolve and our vision and, our integrity, and um, i think too and our integrity yeah like yeah we in those moments, you have to kind of put everything on the line and those things are really priceless. Like, so we have to learn well, that lesson over and over again. $100, so. What's up? I said, this one costs a hundred thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it was 30 days. It might've even been 25 days overall. Like it was like a little less yeah. than 30 days. And we worked with some of our favorite performers to do, I mean, we had a lot of, I, I, it is such a blur that like, I can't fully remember, but we did events around it and Oh, cornbread cameo. Corny, Hi, cornbread. You in, you out girl. She's halfway. Um, we, we got to work with a lot of our friends that we'd known for a long time who are all really enthusiastic about the vision. We got to, we found support. I mean, I think that's what, what would be fun and surprising for people that do launch a Kickstarter is like the amount of support and angels you have in your life right now that you do not even realize how deep their respect for you goes or how generous people are. And I think we both are always so grateful for our circles and our friends and all the people, but it was so moving throughout that process to see people rise together to like, support this vision and this place and also, you know, invest in us. It was, it was scary. It's a scary feeling because it feels like a lot of pressure and it's really moving. But I think that it's really easy to underestimate the amount of support you have in your world. And, um, it was like, yeah, you know, people that you haven't maybe been in touch with in a while, but you had really earnest, deep relationships with showing up and being so supportive in this way. That's like, it's just, it's magical. Um, so that community that appeared has just, we've had been so lucky that it has grown and we've found more of these bonkers, nice people. 
Yeah, really, they are angels. <laughs> Jimmy's crying again. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in angels. <laughs> um, well, I guess the um, the last part of the, I mean, that final night. So, like the, the three anniversaries of the final night, which was another kind of epic uh, night in the history of Dynasty. But of course, we. Um, we wanted to have a, a night that was a huge experience. And so we decided we were going to have a live stream. Well, initially, first, was, I guess telethon. It was, it was a di- initially a 24 hour, <laughs> right. A 24 hour nonstop live stream telethon for support. And that's where we first learned about all the internet issues in our building, <laughs> which we didn't know at that point, which would have made the, the original plan totally impossible. And it, yeah, so it's, it is so much like all of our projects like that. Kickstarter is a great example of us in general, crazy, massive plan. And I think I go, I think I feel comfortable going on record here that I was never a big fan of the 24 hour. No, no one, <laughs> no one was supported that. That was me, and I, I I think we could have done it, but um yeah that was like it has to be I'm sure at some point it was a full week. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, we're all but yeah it was like the theater and the idea was for 24 hours we'll just get people at the theater, 24 hours of performances live streamed, um just to you know keep getting like we're gonna make this big final push, and and it's another testament to you and um everyone's being like all right. Oh, because yeah. we had those phone calls with, you know, some big companies that do mm-hmm. live streaming. We were pricing it out. and um, Well, because we had good. thought, because our phone service and um, and stuff was strong enough, we had thought we could live stream from the building via cell, basically. But we couldn't. And we couldn't get the Ethernet in the building. And the Internet that was there was horrible. And all I the- mean, we were literally, I don't know if you remember this, but like literally we had people there like daisy chaining uh yes. cords from La Fonda's Mexican restaurant yeah. next door from their like little just uh modem box all the way to our stage but they don't use for maybe anything also like their internet yeah. was like not a part of anything they did. I think they had the <laughs> not a robust like the, connection they had the 2 gigabyte uh <laughs> Uverse plan um which wasn't quite cutting it so in t- you know typical dynasty fashion or maybe it's more jamie fashion <laughs> like uh it's the day of and we have 16 people that are trying to figure out how to do internet and it ended up being just like on the final night we'll just do i think a four hour but it was a really special night like we had probably 15 different uh or maybe more acts yeah uh that were was- dropping it on stage we had decorated the whole stage we were live streaming it ultimately i think just to facebook there was yeah to Facebook and there was was stand up and characters and juggling and short film. I mean, it was a fun, crazy thing. And we were giving periodic updates of the last. I think we had like something, not nothing to go, or we had maybe just hit our goal that morning, and so we were going. No, for, it was we hit the goal while it was happening for sure. Oh, and then we were like, I guess let's create stretch goals, which we hadn't. Oh yeah. Really- done and so we were kind of like scraping our brains for those but it all and then we were like 
<laughs> trying it was to, so well, sweet. The whole thing was so sweet. And like, and don't forget, I, I, I got my tattoo that night on stage. Oh, I did forget. I absolutely did forget. Yeah, yesterday, I, I, my parents were giving me a ride to pick up my car. And my dad looked at my forearm. I have one tattoo. And I got it that night on stage being live streamed. But it was like, I guess part of like, and if, if you donate today, I will get a tattoo live. Um, but that was one of the most surreal moments. And I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. And there's been a few moments like that since. But that truly was where Laura House was on stage. There was an audience full of people just kind of there to support. Um, there's probably 10 or 15 people on stage doing God knows what. And she's leading everybody in a silent meditation just to kind of reconnect. What, what The only thing you can hear is the buzzing of <laughs> a tattoo. I hate pain. I'm not a big pain guy. Um, but just as I think maybe we just reached our goal and it was like the world is all coming together. And it was your birthday. It was my <laughs> and then birthday. At, and at, your at dad's birthday at midnight. And um, I just remember getting to that midnight, which had felt like, I don't know, I think we'd had adrenaline all month and there'd been highs and lows. And so it was like, you're running a marathon, but you forget you're running a marathon. You think this is just the pace that life moves at. And then when it came midnight and it was like the, we did it moment. And the, that started off almost as sh a show, you know, like it's midnight. Now we're going to throw the balloons and do the thing. And then I just remember like, starting to cry of like oh yes this isn't a show this is it is a show and it's real and it's like it was so i remember hugging you that night and looking around and just seeing all these people who supported us and you know since then how many magical moments have we had in those exact same tracks that we've walked from the green room to the stage and things have changed so much but and we'd had that show four years prior on that stage. And it's like that stage has had all these beautiful moments of connection. But that moment really was like, um, and they're so rare in life. I think they're so yeah. rare in an artist life and so rare in a business life and so rare just in human life that like ex to relish that win, even as a memory of like the we did it moment that doesn't come with a ton of caveats um of like but the project won't be exactly what you want or um but the team is changing you know like all the things that usually come like no that was just a really pure beautiful moment that kicked off a new journey that i think has grown to you know it's culminated in this podcast which couldn't be bigger and couldn't be bigger. <laughs> has upwards of seven listeners um, there's more there's um i'm not gonna say how many anymore but <laughs> my inflection suggests it might be triple <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. but uh yeah i think that three years and nine of it nine months of it being in this thing has sometimes dreams in the other life feel like um you know, you're looking at them through water, but it is mm -hmm. nice to kind of like reach back and be so grateful and realize that there is a true magic when it's like passion combined with a plan, combined with sharing your dream with people that want to share it. Like those things came together in this super earnest way. And since then we've made, you know, new lifelong friends and set new goals for ourselves and experience things we couldn't have thought of. Um, 
And this is just a blip. You know, this is a blip in our life. We, we've lived a lot longer than three years. So it's like, that's exciting for the future, you know? Yeah, it's gone by so quick. Well, to three more years. Three and more, many more years. Uh, yeah, I can't believe it. Uh, now let's look at some celebrity makeovers. <laughs> this nose has definitely had a knife taken to it. They sawed <laughs> off the ugly parts and made it so we could look at it. <laughs> They starred once in uh, Dead Poet Society. Now they look like a star-nosed mole. Whoops, botched job. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess the other thing we wanted to um, hit on today was... Oh, yeah, we had a fight yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) We did. Straight up. Um, I mean, fights seem strong. I mean, an argument... uh, We don't fight. it was not even that. It was just a classic loop that we got caught in again and that um, I think hit both of us and we were feeling especially vulnerable. So the, I guess the, sh- well, maybe you should tell it. I don't know. Well, maybe yeah. I feel like you switch off every word. Interesting. Yeah, let's go every other word. Here's the most interesting take on our argument. Uh no, I think the, the the takeaways that could maybe be interesting to someone listening still uh, <laughs> are because I do think it's it's a very human thing, but we keep having these loops, and mm. I think it's any relationship, um, whether it's creative or romantic or business or otherwise. Um, neighbor loops. <laughs> a lot of neighbor loops. <laughs> I do not want to. <laughs> Donate to your child's stupid chocolate drive. Here we go again. Print is dead. I don't need a magazine. Let me off the roller coaster. Um, I do not have kosher salt. I'm not a Jew. Uh, Our loop is, well, one of our many loops, I think, is that we, Last week's episode is a perfect example. Talked about the spirit of improv. And, oh, yeah, that's the thing. And that's what we want, which is what we want. But it comes into odds with the need for a plan. And um, and I think that basically yesterday we were just going to, you know, start our work day. But I'm where I met Jamie was in the middle of a sort of anxiety, anxiety spiral. And... <laughs> And I get it. I have anxiety spirals too, but I'm sensitive to them. So Jamie's anxieties about us needing to have a plan felt like they were deflating the momentum and the optimism that we had captured last week. Um, uh, well, I'll say I, my own loop is when anxiety starts building up about, and there's so much right now, I think that everyone can relate to, but beyond just being a small business owner and all of the ongoing stresses. And there's so many of them, uh, especially now. I think that goes without saying (laughs) when you're a theater navigating a pandemic, it's, um, it's particularly rough going and, um, with loans and, um, all these things like, um, so that's just a baseline of anxiety. Uh, and then on top of it, I often week to week, especially, I mean, this is going on for years, but I spend, I, I, I'm apt to spend more time working on 
making plans or and organizing things instead of doing the things um, to to its detriment. Um, basically, uh, and I've been pulled into that a lot. So that's what I'm reacting to is. Jamie has a love for the concept of systems and the... Um, <laughs> I love the concept of systems. You do. And then once you've really spent two days cheerleading a system and bringing us into the system, it often gets lost. And that is exhausting. Um, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, and I mean, my big epiphany or... You know, I think every loop, hopefully. Revelations. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is by no means probably a new epiphany. But I really felt humbled yesterday with this particular one because, you know, I had to look within, which I would recommend for anyone, which is a tough thing to do because it's easy when you're on one end of an argument to, you know, you know, I, I can oftentimes make myself the victim and, no one understands me and blah, 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 whatever it is. But I really, as I'm trying to, um, to grow, it's like the hard work, it sucks, but of like, yeah. how am I, <laughs> how am I, what, what's my part in this? And yesterday was like, oh, I'm all of this one. <laughs> uh, and I think at its core, I mean, the, the, the idea of wanting to be more organized or to have more of a system in place is, you know, at its core, a very, and you even said like, yeah, I have no problem with that. But what I often do is come with a, a, a huge energy to suggest that we have to hit this new kind of um, productivity. Everything, nothing is working. I mean, that's usually the vibe. I just realized nothing is working, <laughs> wasting everything. We have to change everything. And I've got a plan, but I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> it's like just the vibe. <laughs> and but over time too, all the stuff. I mean, that's the thing about our our friendship is like I always I don't think you're crazy, and I don't think you're <laughs> what. I mean it genuinely though. I never am getting out of a conversation or a tough conversation feeling like I'm the victim, um, or like you're the bad guy or any of that. I think that we share the same goals, which is why we can get through these things pretty quickly. It's just to try to understand the energy we bring them to each other and the, the best way to frame them. Not like we have to treat each other with kid gloves, but we have to do that work, the inner look at ourselves before we take it to the group, right? Like, okay, so I am spiraling because I have anxiety right now about these 10 things. I think this step could help us move in the right direction. I'm going to say, can we take a beat and talk about this thing and, and just simplify it instead of sweeping? Um... Yeah, that's, that's really the core of it was um, it's okay to be overwhelmed. Yeah. It's okay to, to want to um, evolve in certain ways, but um, yeah, for myself, and I don't know if this would help anyone else. It's um, I'm really good at coming up with the systems or figuring it out and even pitching them. But I, I think the, the most important part is executing on it mm -hmm. um, and setting the example and, yeah. and, or expecting anyone else. I mean, that's, 
I think even the, the biggest core is expecting anyone else to um to do these things. It's um because if there's the fear that they're going to be abandoned again, it feels really exhausting to get into it. Um, but I think that should resonate with a lot of people. I mean, it does me too. I think that for me, because I have been married now almost 15 years, which is crazy. Um, wow. But I think that that has helped my communication skills in this area, especially where it's like to do that inner work of a check-in of where my stress is coming from before I bring it out. Not like I can't be free with my emotions, but if I want to make a change, I do try to take a little inventory of what's actually bothering me and also what's going on with the other person and just trying to find the right, like the end of the thread, right? Instead of just throwing the ball of yarn, which is a beautiful metaphor I just came up with that I hope we all use every day. <laughs> um, but that does actually feel right for what I'm saying. It's like to try to look at what you're holding and that's anxiety for me in general. And I have a lot of it, just like, just like you and like so many people. But the thing that has helped me as I've gotten older and life has not gotten less overwhelming is to try to take the time, you know, you can call it meditation or I will make lists or whatever it is, the time alone to really try to find the, like the fraying in that's, it's driving me crazy and think of like, how can I bring this up in a way that helps us all instead of that somebody comes into this with me? Because like, and that's self-preservation too. Like I can't lose a day to bring in someone else in this with me. How do I do this so it is productive? <laughs> because we don't have that many hours, you know? I do. Well, we got through it like we always do. Oh, and can I say what a nice email you wrote? Oh, sure. Yeah. So we we didn't we weren't able to have a long conversation, but it was emotional. I got a very emotional because I felt so sad to just be feeling um I think it is always just like I, I desperately want us to be on the same page and I desperately want to be working toward the vision and accomplishing things. And so when I feel like there's a, a shift, but I don't know how to help it, it's a really hard place for me to be because I just want to support and also be able to, you know, be in motion. And um, so we didn't get to really have any resolution to our phone call but I think we both have such faith in our relationship and friendship and partnership that that doesn't like, you know, that doesn't trigger me that like the world's falling apart because I really do trust that we will work it out. Um, I did took some time to do my own introspection of like, why is this such a trigger for me? And it is the definitely just the PTSD of the other times that, that similar things happen like that. But in the moment, I'm not just feeling what it, it's not like about the one thing that started this conversation. It's like, Oh, I'm just reliving like the, the fear of us not being able to do the things we love to do for, because of ourselves. Like that's a sad feeling to have creative goals and get in our own way is very sad to me. Um, and then, so yeah, I wasn't like, you know, mad at Jamie. I was just emotional about like, how do we move past this? Because this is not helping us become our best selves or do our best work or anything. And then last night, Jamie, you sent me the nicest email that was so self-aware and so kind and gracious. And um, 
it just allowed us to like move forward today so seamlessly, you know? And um, I felt so seen, which is everybody's desire. And I also, yeah, I always, I understand you. And I know that everything you, the core of what you were talking about is totally merited. And um, to just come into the day with both of us, like on the same page like that, that was a really quick turnaround. I, I thought it was, um, <laughs> I really, again, it's, it's the, it's the hardest thing, um, to get past the ego. Yeah. And this goes for any number of situations, even recent ones we've been dealing with, um, with, yeah. um, just all the people in our world, but to get over yourself, um, and really put yourself in the other person's shoes, really see and break down your own behavior and, language and approach and see how that could uh be a trigger how yeah. that yeah and so it was um yeah i'm, I'm thank you yeah. <laughs> but uh i guess and i mean uh, the, the 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 hint for a really good um makeup email is um effective use of emojis it was um, mostly emojis. It was mostly emojis. A rocket ship emoji can really take you far. It said everything. And I also like um, can only um, recommend uh, alternating uh, capitalization and and a little little case. That's a really fun way to just uh, appeal to the the, the youngster and big in, in letter, the little letter, big letter, little letter, mm -hmm. little letter, emoji, emoji, space, space, space. And, and you know, doing some of those old school um, type emojis, the type them out emojis, the yep. semicolon is a wink. And um, you hit me on with all cylinders. I don't understand that, that thing because I don't know what the cylinder does in the car and if we're firing on them or you're hitting them. But <laughs> it was so mechanically sound what you did. It's a piston thing. <laughs> and I, I can't also, I think. The Cochin font is mm -hmm. <laughs> really it's a, a one that appeals to the heart. Yeah, and it's not used often enough, not nearly often enough. No, no, no. That's well, that's your business podcast, you number freaks. <laughs> well, I do think that the main takeaways, let's distill it, are to be okay with not being okay. And then to really try to distill down your problem so that you get it when you bring it into the conversation you are ready as a team to work through it instead of like laying a problem. I, the dog came That's in and then I got a text. I hope you're not recording. Francie keeps punching cornbread in the face. No, I stopped recording. I stopped. Recording. Oh, good. 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 Uh, I guess, um, I guess this is a, a perfect place to, I think this will be our longest episode. Uh, I think Vicky, this is not going to, Vicky's going to really hate it. I think this is, if Vicky didn't like the last one, Vicky's going to um, abort this one. You know what? Maybe I don't know how. Um, had a lot of like fart noises in the beginning. And, and oh, that's a fun idea. Because I think Vicky, it did seem like her major note was it wasn't like paced fast enough or punchy enough. And just thinking of Vicky's own work, she likes things to go blue. She likes things to be fast. That's so true. squirting penis like 
whoa, things like that, maybe in the front. I should add more squirting penises for my mom, <laughs> for sure. That's what you just suggested. Uh, uh, everyone else, we honestly, this is, um, we're, we're continuing to fly under the radar. And if you have any notes, we're very open to, to them. <laughs> we, we're still developing the overall concepts for incredible, incredible skyscrapers. skyscrapers, which I think might launch next week. Oh, we do have a big, our first uh, big interview uh, coming up later this week. No spoilers on who that might be, but yeah, we're excited to have a conversation. And yeah, so Incredible Skyscrapers could be as soon as next week. It could be in three or four weeks. It could be next year. It could be tomorrow. We don't know. It's probably not going to be tomorrow. I think we know that. Well. Well, you could surprise me. So never mind. Never mind. I'm open. I'm open to the miraculous. So send us an email at just contact at dynastytypewriter.com. I think there's a typecast at dynastytypewriter.com, but just to be safe, the contact one will work. Uh, any feedback, thoughts? Uh, I know the dog toenails aren't great, but maybe they are. The what? The dog toenails that you can hear sometimes. Oh, got it, got it. But maybe that's nice. You know, I have a little dog that just loves to pace. I think that's a it's it shows some authenticity and some yeah. Um, yeah. It's the realness. Well, happy birthday to everyone every day because we are reborn every day and keep making really good business decisions, really good marketing decisions. Keep on your HR, keep on your PR. Remember to keep in company memos um very secure. Get your firewalls up and Buy remember, low, sell high. At the end of the day, you, you got to make, make more, more money, money than you spend. spend. This has been Doo -doo. the Dynasty Typecast. For business people only. only. Uh.